When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Yo, what's up? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yo, what's up? It's a podcast. That's good. That's good. I love this so yo, much. Yo, yo, yo. Where's Trevor in the house? Oh, God. Uh, where's Robert? <laughs> yeah, I know. We need we need Robert to come in strong right now. Oh, wait. He's not here. He's nope. not here. Welcome back to the worst year ever, folks. We are here today. Without Robert Evans, but we have me, Katie Stoll. It's true, as ever and always. And Cody Johnston is the name of the second person on the podcast. <laughs> okay, and who enough. else? Who else is here today? Whoa! Yes. Whoa! <gasps> what? Whoa! What? Hi, I am. I'm, this is Garrison. I'm uh, filling in for Robert, who is otherwise uh, predisposed at the moment. What? What? Otherwise predisposed makes him sound like he's on the toilet. Yeah, he is. Look, <laughs> that's a very polite that. bathroom excuse. <laughs> yep, he's just gotten so so much food poisoning the past month. It's just been a real just, issue. Just been. Just well, he's so been pounding much. ivermectin, so he's shitting out his own heart. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Oh, my goodness. The the job requires a lot of extensive research sometimes, and mm-hmm. it has it has consequences. Yeah, exactly. You have to, you know, taking it for the team. Put yourself out there. Put yourself in there. Team America. So today, speaking speaking of America, yeah, the nation, the nation, the state, the nation state. Um, Mm. we're gonna, we are correct, gonna speak of America, (laughs) the nation and the state. We do indeed speak of America. We speak of um today at, at towards the end of the episode, we have a really great interview for you guys. Um. Uh, with a very lovely young woman named Olga, who is here to talk to us uh, about 
the potential strike in uh, IATSE, which is the, you know, overarching union for, uh, I mean, everybody in the entertainment industry outside of actors and writers. So, was so it International it's, Alliance it's, of Theatrical Stage Employees? Perfect. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. You got I'm it, Looking Cody. at our Zoom and not at that acronym, but uh, yep. it's, it's a great interview. Stick around for that. Before we get there, we're going to shoot the shit and we're going to talk about some some goddamn news. Yeah, we're going to splatter the shit on the walls. That sounds like us. You want to start by talking about what? Sophie, you said Newsom. Yeah, Garrison, do you want to talk to us about all this uh, voter voter fraud uh, uh, stuff Uh going on with Uh the really fun California recall, which by the time this episode airs, we may or may not know results. It'll be done. We should. We probably we probably won't know results yet. I mean, there's there's a decent chance, but I mean, they, Cody what? hasn't cast his vote. Yeah, yet. Cody well, yeah, hasn't have voted yet. Me to vote. Yeah, I we have, have the, hours. The, the counters are waiting on Cody still. Exactly. So as soon as this gets wrapped up, then they'll be able to know. But yeah, as we're recording this, this is the election deadline for the California recall, and I've just spent the past week watching old Larry Elder stuff and doing research into the recall. It's a nightmare. Um, and you know, the, the thing that we all suspected is going to happen and what is happening is there Fox news the past month, ever since like mid August has been prepping election fraud, uh, 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 claims if elder loses because, and, and it's so big elder was that kind of ahead of the, ahead in the polls in the beginning of August. And then, you know, Everyone mobilized to create ads saying that he's a bad dude. So then polls have flipped, and now it's looking like you know that Newsom will probably stay in office. Um, probably, we'll we'll see. I mean, um, but what they're what they're doing in response is that now they're now trying to get everyone all riled up to say that you know there's election fraud, the mail-in ballots, blah 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 blah, all the same stuff from last year. They're just doing it again. And they're setting the stage for just having this same claim be used now in every election whenever the Republicans lose, right? That, that's what's what they're preparing for. So we're going to do this same circle again and again. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's not time, great. It's going to be great. Um, Always. I would, like I to mean, say, they... it, it, just real quick, there. this is going to happen over and over and over again, uh, like you say, until the end of time. Uh, it's great. We love it. Um, one thing that we could not do is have uh, like reporters constantly ask these people yeah like seems like a bad thing like just maybe like if when you're reporters like will you accept the election results these, what do you think they're uh, going to say why are you asking this person you know let's not give them the chance to do same this. Th- same thing they're when re- reporters secretly hoping they'll say no that's why they're asking they want a story that they can yeah s- print. same thing when reporters ask trump about QAnon. you're like you don't ask mm-hmm. him that there's no exactly. reason to do it. You're just making it worse. It's the same thing. Yeah. No matter no, no matter what answer he gives, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Like um, th- there's no good solution to this. Like it's not. They're not going to say a good thing. Whenever I hear more <laughs> stories or, or you know just people saying like a fraud or yeah, they cheated all this stuff, I'm like, they never. You guys never read the boy who cried wolf, did you? Mm. The thing is, it doesn't like, matter. <laughs> I know it doesn't matter, but it does. It matters, saying... to, it matters to us, but for the people who believe in it, it doesn't. Yeah. Right. Um, well, that's... It's that not fun. Garrison. It's, I was yes. hoping that you were going to come on this show and give us something positive to chew on, and instead you bring this 
I do have something. I do have something positive for later, but but this this can start. And I know um last last weekend, Elder set up this whole website online. Okay, Cody, do you do you want to do you want to talk about the website? Um, it's <laughs> it's just fine. It's sure. I love it. It's amazing. Uh, I can't believe it exists already. It seems like a thing that they had planned and ready to go, and they just like accidentally <laughs> published it early. Uh huh. Um, accidentally, accidentally. Yeah. Um, so he has his website and if you go, it's like a report, uh, fraud, uh, link and it goes to this other place, <laughs> um, that claims it had already detected fraud, already the, detected, detected fraud in the results of the California recall election, uh, resulting in oh, governor boy. Gavin Newsom being reinstated as governor. And I don't know if anyone else was listening to removed. Garrison earlier, uh, cause it was mentioned that the election's not over. No. <laughs> um, it's today as, as was pointed also out also, I have not voted yet. Um, so how the do they being, have these results? The, the, being the, the reinstated, ha- you have to be removed first. Also and, like, true. Also, and, that's and weird. The, yeah. And, the, like they literally can't start counting votes until today. Cody like, votes there's, there's, until there's Cody no, votes. Like, no, like, 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 actually, like, like they cannot count votes until the fourteenth. So there's no yeah. way to detect fraud already because there's no one's counted votes yet. Right. It's, so it's, yeah, but it's they very, use Benford's law. Don't worry. It, it means it's legit. <laughs> I can't oh, believe boy. this. Like it's just it, like wait. It's so it's just so slapdash and incompetent, and but also like part of it's like is it incompetent? Or they just do it early oh, because they know it doesn't matter because it does not matter. Um, no, they're they're setting this up. Like Elder has been on Fox News a lot the past week, plugging this site. He plugged <laughs> the site at a rally a few days ago. Like he's talked about it. Like he's wanting people to talk about it. Right? We're talking about it now, which is maybe you know. Well, of yay, course, it's good publicity. Like, yeah, they, they, they that's work. gonna. That's the last way of riling people up you saying that there's already been instances of voter fraud well that should get them out of their houses and voting on election day you yeah know? it's not great you know tucker's talking about it every day on fox news they have a segment on it it's gonna be like this forever this is just how things are now because they because of what happened on january 6th like huh i guess we can do that again if we just keep trying so now it's we're just doing this so yep i love elections <laughs> I love elections. Um, what else do we want to discuss here right now? How much we love my elections? Fellas? How much we love elections? You want to talk my... about the dress? You want to talk about the the Met? Ooh, gala? Let's talk you want to talk about, about the most the torturous fucking bullshit? What is the Met Gala? I have no. It's I've... a gala. I don't know. The it's Metropolitan. Gala, right? Does it, does anyone know? Does anyone know it's what the Met Gala is? It's... All I know is Vogue magazine's involved and 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 Yeah, it's like an event. It's like a It's a fundraiser, I believe. Like um let's all just shit, make our right? best guess while I Yeah, what is the The Met I've only been Met... to the Met once. It was on a high school field trip and we were watching an opera and I left during intermission to get high and I came back okay. and it was uh, I've got it. I've got the, the answer. The the snow they had fake snow in the second act, and it was beautiful. It was a be- like oh. the sets were amazing. So so um, so do you okay. Have, here do you I've have got the, something. Yeah. Do you have the yeah, description? Yeah. So the Met is, as I assumed, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to a quick Google search, what is the purpose of the Met Gala? Affectionately referred to as fashion's biggest night out, the Met Gala 2021 is a fundraising benefit for the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. The event welcomes stars, young creatives, and industry paragons 
I did read that as industry pagans in my head, and I wish oh, that's what I was wish. Written. We wish. Um, we need but, to celebrate more industry so pagans. That's Google. Um, yeah, it, it, it's one of the regular uh, events of the year where everybody loses their mind over the ridiculous dresses that nobody should be wearing but are. Um, yeah. Also, love, people seem I to lo- share a lot of like old like dresses from like other like years, and like, oh my god, look at this! And it's like that's from like five years ago. Do we do this every year now? We well, I mean, right now they're comparing Haley Steinfeld with her current look with her old look, and mm. I'll accept that as reason to <laughs> sorry so, i don't care i don't give a fuck i just shouldn't sit here pretending like i do there are Gala. there are a few standouts james corden's tux was magnificent just a, a a beautiful beautiful sculpted man in that black tux amazing um but you know the main thing people are talking about is is aoc's tax tax the rich dress i don't care about this at all but some people on twitter evidently do well, there's uh, yeah, been a lot of misinformation about it. They're like, yeah, we're like, I feel like she's or people her, just making assumptions. People making assumptions. AOC didn't buy herself a ticket to no. the Met Gala. She was given a ticket to the Met Gala, and AOC decided to go there and use it as an opportunity to make a statement, which she did. You know, and and she did that. At the other end of it, um, she should be aware that a lot of the people that got her into office already feel like she maybe isn't the person that they originally thought her to be, and that some people found this to be flip in certain ways and um, superficial I don't yeah. know. Cody, jump in. I mean, I yeah, like I, I don't care enough about this, um, but it is like yeah, it's a little flip. It's a little. Um, it's I, I've seen a lot of people like, well, uh, now tax the rich is trend- trending on Twitter. Uh, so clearly the message worked, and it's like I don't know. To me, people already want to tax the rich. It is a very popular I mean, policy tax proposal. The rich trends on Twitter. Um, Often. Pretty regularly. Like, um, like she didn't make anybody uh, like at the, at the Met Gala like uncomfortable because no. she's among them, and it's sort of like commodifying this yeah. sort of like also elected so, like it's like selling socialism in a time. capitalist way yeah. to like be like look at my. It, it, I don't know. It just commodifies it in, in a weird I mean, way. Also, there's a Black Lives Matter protest right outside. Yeah, and they the got utilized by the police. Yeah, yeah peaceful exactly. protest when the cops were about shady. police brutality. Wow. Yeah, um, what a shock. But no, um, like, but, I, but like, like she's not the. It's not, the people were react were acting like she she, she didn't first. spend thirty thousand dollars on a ticket. Well, it's and not she even didn't that. Pay Paul, for her dress. Politicians uh, get invited to that event every year and attend. She was one of many that were there that night. Um, but like Garrison said, I don't care. She doesn't looks, care. Um, there, she, she there is great. one. There is one thing I do care about is that so someone was wearing a peg the patriarchy thing, which is kind of a little bit wh- whatever. I don't care about that either. What I do care about is uh, just today uh, Ben Shapiro did a whole segment on this, and he and he and he describes pegging as quote an obscure sexual practice in which women perform the more aggressive sexual act on men, and I think <laughs> it's really, and I think it's pretty funny. Um, it's not obscure. It is extremely like, funny. But I just like that we now have Ben Shapiro talking about pegging. So. Yeah, he it's also described and... the outfit as, uh, it's like scantily clad. Uh-huh. I was like, Ben, like, There's not you go outside? Clad. What are you talking about? Come on, man. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's like the Simpsons, the Simpsons thing of the guy c- covering his eyes. Right, yeah, yeah it's, it's like, oh, my, oh, my freaking ears. <laughs> um, it's, uh, that I did see that. It's very funny uh, that 
he every so often has to talk about things that make him so deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, it's um, pretty good. Um, so, and he I, didn't have to. He really didn't have to. It does not matter. Um, no, it does, does not matter. Not but matter. he was, of course, he was going to talk about it. Um, I have one parting thought on AOC. I also don't care, but perhaps care slightly more than you guys. Um, because then I think, like, what would have, ha- what, what would I have chosen? <laughs> To do if I was offered that because come it sounds very exciting to get invited but well, I'm not AOC and I don't represent you know uh, I'm not a, well that's a the thing like that's not the like same way. A, and if I was gonna go I like that she you know if she's gonna go I like that she did what she did but also feels a little bit PR movie so it sits slightly funny with me but I don't hate her for it and part of me thinks that the little girl in me would have loved it, <laughs> you know. Sure, I'm just yeah. being honest. Yeah, sure. But also, yeah, like you're not. People you are going to make fun of me for that. Uh, I don't know. Like, I I understand um, everyone's opinion about it, and uh, no one will talk about it in a day. And she will continue to do stuff like this that enrages people. And uh, it's you know there is a like a bit of like a packaging uh, that I think is kind of um not necessarily helpful or uh i agree genuine that you know i I don't love it but the commodification is a really good point just how we've seen a lot of these kind of ideas that used to be more radical as they get mainstream they get very like watered down and turned into Mm. things that they don't that they didn't originally represent and we see this a lot with you know even even to some degree with with like with like how popular bernie got but then again like a lot of people who call themselves socialists or communists or anarchists wouldn't have gotten to that point if, if it won't if it weren't for someone like Bernie in the first place. Right. right. Um, so that is like I think that's, that is, that's very well said, Garrison. But yeah, like having that, like you know, it, it sort of it sort of uh, waters down um, this sort mm-hmm. of like revolutionary aspect of like a lot of these uh, like allegedly revolutionary aspect yeah. of it. Like there was even a, a moment where she was talking the red carp red carpet or whatever, uh, where she's talking about how like we need to like. You know, it's an important issue, and like we need to—I forget the exact phrase—but like we need to bring, uh, you know, uh, all classes into this conversation um, about like what to do and stuff. And to me, it's like, no, we don't. We, we don't. need to ignore. <laughs> we need to ignore really. a very specific class and uh, let one actually like speak. And uh, the like to see this sort of like—it's very inclusive. Like we need to bring all classes together. What? Right. No, it's we the don't. Evolution of her as a politician it kind of feels represented in this decision to go. I mean, I, I keep thinking about it. I don't think that I would have done it if I was her. I just really well, it don't seems think... like the yeah, this kind of thing where like she was like probably like I really want to go, but if I go, then it'll look like this. So like so I, if should, I'm gonna I should go, wear I should something. I should do, do it like exactly. It's yeah. like I think that it's just not the best look. But also, yes, people were uh, misinterpreting and saying the wrong things about it. The the one other thing that actually in AOC news uh, today, um, her and uh, and a few other a few other more like progressive um, Congress people are, are trying to introduce an, an amendment to block the delivery of U.S. made uh, bombs into Israel, um, mm. and that that just got uh, that just got announced today. Well, that's that yeah. They've been trying I mean, to yeah, there are a lot of there's you know, and also like because there's just going to be a, always going to be a. a a split between like here's what the media is like obsessing over and talking about and here's what they're actually like doing um yeah. for their jobs um but um yeah i don't know it's 
Yeah. It is what it, it is. What it is. She we is who she is. And but also, I will else. say, I, we will, we will. I, I absolutely agree. We totally should. I will say, it's the kind of thing where, like, you know, I, I've I've seen a lot of like, uh, if Bernie went and he did that, you'd love it. And it's like, well, he wouldn't do that. No, he, he would. I, I just had that same thought. I was like, if Bernie would Bernie go? No, he just wouldn't. He wouldn't like, and it wouldn't even There's be no like, I'm, I'm a pride principal. Want, yeah. I don't want to go. He'd just be like, I don't do that. Why? Shit. Like, yeah, what, why? like, what's the point? Yeah. It's like that, uh, that interview he did with the New York times where he was talking about like birthday cards for people. And he's like, I just don't like, I just don't do that bullshit. I'm not a bullshitter. I'm not going to bullshit you. Uh, just so you write a nice thing about me. Yeah. Um, but whatever, we don't need to talk about it ever Politicians again. Politicians aren't role models. I think no. it's time no. for an ad Or break. our friends. Yeah. Or friends. You know who are our friends? The sp- products and services that the sponsor The products this? and services that you... Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. And we are back. Oh, nice. Thanks, friends, for introducing all the products and services to 
uh, the listeners. Before we get to the interview that we've already teased once, um, we're going to talk of a real quick combo about supply chain stuff. Is it is it going well? No, it's going great. Oh, good. We're doing we're doing good. Everything's opened up. Everyone's healthy. Segment over. Shipping containers are going from place to place, and that's it. No problem. Got enough chips. Got enough chips. Got chips. You got you got all your car parts. Okay, yep. let's say that that everything you just said wasn't true. Oh no! Wait, I just what got would that text, look like? I just, uh-huh. I just, I just got a text message from the head of UPS. Oh saying shit! That, saying that we need to buy all of our Christmas <laughs> presents now because oh. otherwise we're not going to get anything in December because the supply chains are actually getting clogged. Oh no! Ah, oh. oh, dang! I, I just oh, uh, no. anecdotally, I bought some K ninety five masks from a I, I, a month and a half ago. <laughs> And they are just waiting at you as UPS or USPS, wherever they are, not moving. Um, anyway, let's talk about supply chain. <laughs> That's fun. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different shortages happening. Um, one of the big ones is this chip shortage for vehicles that's affecting not just the new vehicle market, but also used uh, and also the rental car market. And it it looks like it's not going to get better anytime soon. Mm. It, That's it, the thing about supply chains I'm I'm learning. is It turns out we've made a system that is like a big Jenga tower, and every little thing relies yeah. on something else working. So if one part goes missing, then it all falls apart. And that's Funny. a nice that's a nice way to make things. That's a that sounds reasonable. And if like, Who could have thought yeah. of that? Who could have predicted Fair that? enough. And if, like me, you went and looked at for a car over the weekend and there was none to look at, I am so sorry. Really? Yeah. I'm so glad I got my car when I did. To both? I mean, all of it. Both. Yeah. All it's of, bad. All of them. It's bad. Yeah. And, like, and like the, the markup on vehicles right now for new and, and, and uh, uh, certified pre-owned or whatever they're calling it, whatever jargon. I'm not. I'm doing no <laughs> car words. Uh the prices suck, and like, I mean, yeah, yeah, the markup they're marking up prices really high because there's no supply. Yeah, it's a supply and demand thing. I mean, it's, this is happening because, like, the because of how many little specific things are needed to make so many different products, uh, especially when they rely on like chips or any kind of computer yeah. parts. Um, it just makes stuff impossible to build because you're missing too many important things. Uh, like Toyota is making. I think, I think they said like 40% I'm sorry, less Gare. How did vehicles. you just pronounce the name of that car You said company? Toyota. I really Toyota liked it. Said. I really Toyota? liked it. Toyota? Toyota, yeah. You said Toyota. It's, it's Toyota. I really, is it? I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Garrison doesn't know how that to is, pronounce words. Katie, this is a very funny that way is to, the con- That is the Canadian, that is the Canadian <laughs> way of yeah, saying that was, it. That was wonderful for my um, soul. Thank you. But yeah, they're ma- they're making like forty percent less less cars this year. A lot of other automakers based in Japan or based in uh, in Asia um, are are making a whole lot less because of just how many ports are closed in Asia still because they're trying to control well, spread of the Delta variant and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and also that the you know specifically in the the situation of chips, yeah, manufacturing at the beginning of the pandemic, big corporations and in, in these these companies um take a gamble make a guess about how much you should produce based on what's happening globally and you're like well i don't know we should probably scale back so we're not wasting money and mm-hmm. um and then it here we are with a shortage yeah <laughs> that's going to take that to counteract takes you know years to mm-hmm. make up the difference that has been lost and like currently you know yeah and which company you have hangers full of 
cars that can't be finished because you can't get the chip in there. Yeah, and cars are not the only, obviously not the only thing that are. No, this is the cross. And this should also, I mean, we talked about some of this stuff a little bit with Chelsea Manning a few weeks ago about supply chain issues that we're going to start seeing. And it absolutely is not just cars and stuff. It's everything. I mean, it's It's our food supply. It's coffee. Also, coffee, another thing that we've talked about is, you know, how global warming, how climate change is affecting our crops and crop production. And coffee is about to get really expensive and harder to come by yeah it's also just the it's truth also, of it it's also paper there's a huge paper shortage right now and it's affecting our school supplies apparently so, i was reading about that t- this morning um but yeah it, the 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 summary is that there's a labor shortage there's a product shortage and there doesn't seem to be any awesome structural timeline for when this will be fixed Food. Maybe this food is how general. we abolish cars. Abolish cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's how more would op- I? Drive? That's more optimistic. You would. Cody, how would I drive to the poll to vote if I hadn't <laughs> voted? Ah, uh, see, see, there you go. Which you I have to. voted, but some somebody here has not. Who's that? What are you talking about? You, you, you. <laughs> it's ah. you. But I will have been a person who has voted. Send a uh, selfie. I want proof. No selfie. No no <laughs> vote. Gosh, that's a I'll show joke. You the, I'll show you the fucking sticker. For, for legal reasons, do not. You might. It might not be. Is it legal in California to take a selfie when you vote? I don't know. There's certain states know. where that is illegal. Which is. I'll bring a bunch of bottled water. Such and a pass useless it out and law. See what happens. Yeah. Um. Anyways, is there anything else so- we want to add on the shortage care? I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Just it's just, it. That's pretty much this it. There's shortage. a shortage. It sucks. There's a shortage on a lot of things. Labor, everything. Everything the, is everything is a stacked Jenga tower, and it's all going and, down. And products are expensive. And the walls and, come crumbling down, and the walls come crumbling, yeah. crumbling. And I think that it just keeps saying that over again, right? Yeah, and like Garrison doesn't know. He's too young. Nope. Nobody knows. <laughs> I don't spend... Nobody knows that I'm quoting a song. Okay. No idea. <sighs> Cut it out or leave it in. I don't care. Um, Double it. Do it twice. All right. This is the point in the show where I do a third plug for our interview, which is coming up next. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together or not. Okay. So as we probably set up in the intro that we haven't recorded yet today... We have the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with Olga Lexel, who I'm going to redo that. Did I pronounce your last name right? You're the only person who's ever pronounced it correctly. Oh, I just got in my head. Okay. Keep keep all of this in, Daniel. I did it. I did it well. Um, uh, Olga, who is a writer's assistant and a script coordinator, and she is here today uh, to talk to us about what is going on with the IATSE uh, and the potential strike that's coming up. Um, first, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for wanting to know more. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, we we, we live in Los Angeles, um, so perhaps my feed is... M- abnormally filled with conversations about this, but I'm pretty sure that our listeners have caught wind of it at some point. And if they haven't, they should, and they will definitely care about what we have to talk about today. So 
to start, why don't you uh, just tell us what IATSE is, what it stands for, and, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll start there. Yeah, absolutely. So IATSE is the- IATSE, I like that. <laughs> I know. Some people pronounce it Yahtzee, though, and that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. But IATSE is essentially the largest union in entertainment, and um, it represents basically almost all rank and file in the production world. Um, I think most people usually, when they think of unions, think of like the WGA, the DGA. Mm -hmm. IATSE is like the less glamorous, younger brother of those unions. Um, We have like the fewest, I think, multimillionaires of any union Mm -hmm. in the industry, but we do have, you know, the folks making minimum wage. Basically anybody you meet on a set, especially in LA, is going to be a member of IATSE. Yeah, it's pretty vital. You know, Obviously, LA is known to be as being the entertainment industry and talks about the WGA or SAG negotiations are always pretty front and center in the mainstream media. But this is vital. This These are the people that actually do the really hard, intensive labor, the, the truly back-breaking labor, of which there is a lot that goes into making the stuff that we consume. Um, And just as an example, not every IATSE local and craft would strike. It's only folks who are part of the basic agreement, which is a contract that was created. But that includes props, grips, crafty, first aid, cinematographers, sound, um, some assistant editors, costumes, makeup, hair, electricians, writers, assistants, script supervisors. It's like everybody. Yeah. So to be clear, everybody, everybody. almost everybody, we do you within that, do you have like the union? So IATSE is like an, there's the individual unions within that. Kind of. So IATSE is known as the international is kind of the big body that represents different locals. And there's different locals operating in different regions. For example, I'm a member of IATSE 871, which represents writer's assistants in Los Angeles. Um, But if you're a writer's assistant in New York, you're not represented by 871. Mm. At the same time, you know, here in Atlanta, um, people who in LA would have been in 871 are in 161. So Mm -hmm. there's tons of different locals. Like there's, there's some that have stronger affiliations with the greater international and there's some that don't. Um, uh, there's it really depends on state laws wherever yeah. these are happening. But from what I'm reading, this if this strike were to take place, and we're going to get into the specifics of it, this would be the first industry-wide strike in the union's history. Yeah, so it's I pretty has massive. Never, never gone on strike, which is wild to think about. Um, because yeah. you know the WGA has obviously gone on strike multiple times, and it's a much smaller union. And again, more high profile. So they get away with that. This is totally. these are the people that get taken advantage of. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool because I feel like when the WGA went on strike, my memories are of like celebrity writers being. Yeah. On Whereas I don't think anybody in IOTC is really a huge celebrity. I guess. The Not DJs, yet. Maybe. Wait, but. wait till this 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 podcast drops. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So where we're at right now is that the current contract deal expired on September 10th. Um, yeah. And so now it's expired. People are working under expired contracts. But uh, according to what I understand is the most recent 
communications, the two sides are still very far apart. And I know that you're not allowed to talk about everything that's happening right now. Um, but I would love to hear about what's happening, what it, whatever you can share. And then let's talk about what you guys are asking for. Yeah, totally. I think this has been a really unique process. Um, I only joined IATSE a couple of years ago and I haven't been through a negotiation, but from what I've heard, this is the first time that multiple locals have all come together to negotiate like this, which mm-hmm. gives us bigger leverage, you know? So instead of like, oh, we're the writer's assistants and we're going to go on strike if you don't give us a raise, we're like, no, we're going to go on strike with the grips and everybody else together. Um, So I think it's really cool. It's been, it's been great to see other people have our backs. It's every, every local in IATSE kind of has its own things that we deal with. Like, you know, grips tend to make more money in the union, like 40 bucks an hour or more. Whereas writer's assistants make 16 bucks an hour. Um, Yeah. But writer's assistants, for example, don't necessarily work 12 hour days on set. They aren't necessarily doing like hard labor on set, Mm -hmm. which a lot of other locals might be. So there's, uh, it's been really interesting to see all the different components of um, these negotiations and the stuff that is kind of more publicly discussed is a need for reasonable rest um, is a big one. So let's break some of these down as we go, because I think that's really important and to not blow through reasonable rest. And I think what most people don't understand when you're watching your TV shows is what a day on set looks like. And under the current rules, I mean, we're talking 12-hour days plus overtime of people being on their feet. If you are a camera operator, you're carrying a heavy, heavy piece of equipment that does long-term damage to your body. You know, same with the grips. Everybody, you're not having – and then if you go – there's just a a standard and it's it's accepted that – you, you pack as much as you can into these days. And if you don't make your page count, you go into overtime. And what that does is that that doesn't give you enough of a turnaround for a lot of people. They go home. They don't have time to properly rest before coming back to work. And the crazy thing is the 12-hour workday in the industry has been a standard for so long that now people basically factor in the penalties for violating it into their budget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, for example, we have meal penalties. If you don't get the meal break when you're supposed to, the production has to pay a penalty. Um, now you have a lot of producers who set up their budget, assuming we're not going to have meals and we're just going to eat mm. that. And yeah. when you, when you have studios with infinite money, they can do that. <laughs> um, right. but yeah, it's especially- just, it's just a monet, a, a, a small price, but they're not factoring in the human cost. Totally. I know in my union, for example, um, script supervisors who track continuity between shots, one of the most essential jobs on a set um, for editing. Um, I know one big issue we've been having is there's a new type of schedule called the French hour where you only shoot for 10 hours. And instead of having a big break in the middle of the day for lunch, um, people take rolling breaks. So Mm -hmm. we'll have a group of people eat at 11 and then at 12 and then at one but the script supervisors are stuck in their chair as long as the camera's rolling. So when there's no break, they don't get to eat because they have to be constantly tracking what's happening in the shot. Um, So reasonable rest and meal breaks have been a big thing for those folks in my opinion. 
Yeah, I'm sure that this is complicated, uh, keeping in mind, you know, negotiating something that's beneficial to this group of people. And then also, you know, scripts are, the gaffers and the script supervisors coming to the table all at the same time and trying to negotiate on everybody's behalf. Makes yeah, it really complicated. Little things that we don't think about. Um, there's a great Instagram account called IA underscore stories. That's all people in IATSE talking about what they've experienced um, on set. And I was reading something from a sound person who talked about developing like a chronic bladder failure condition from holding yeah. it in and not being able to go to the bathroom because, you know, nobody's going to stop and wait for you to take a break. It's um, inhumane. I... It's totally inhumane. It's, I mean, people have horrible physical problems because of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's a, I, I just know, like, I think, I feel like there's such a, a there's a cultural aspect to this industry specifically mm -hmm. with regards to that, because in a lot of people's mind, like, you know, you're making something, you're making a, a movie or a show and like, that's the important thing. And that's the thing that people, before they even get into the industry, they do uh, suffer for it. They do like go without meals. They do like work 12 to 14, 16 hours a day because they're passionate about the project and then bringing all of that energy in and just sort of assuming like, well, surely you're going to continue to exploiting work like that. It. And exactly like exploiting, exploiting the, this sort of idea of just like the project is the important thing. We're creating this and you have to suffer in order for that to exist. I feel like yeah, the industry gets away with it more. When I went to film school, they just like taught us that. They're like, yeah, mm -hmm. you're good. You're good. You're going to stand for 14 hours. That's just part of the thing. So they would like have us just like practice standing an hour still was... holding, holding like a boom mic. Just like, yeah, you're going to do this. Like that's mm -hmm. just part of the thing. Garrison. That's wild. That's like film school PE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, it's it's wild. They're, they're just training you to do it. Right. Because yeah, like, because you're you're when you want to do that kind of stuff, you do that yeah. anyway. If you're you passionate about it, then you have to get it in. Yeah, because that's the yeah. that's the, that's your dream. We're laughing, okay. but that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. It's yeah. That's not fun. I think. I think it, what it it what internalized capitalism too. This idea of how hard we have to work. I want to get back to Iatsi, but this whole conversation makes me think about the broader conversation culturally that we're having. Um, and we'll be having more of, I think, and hope in the near future is of the four day work week. Mm. And how actually, when you provide enough time for people to live their lives and be healthy human beings, you get more work done more efficiently and a better product. And you're seeing that around the world. And the battle is fighting against this narrative that we have to work, 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 work. We have to push it. And like that is to be celebrated. That this is to the glorification of the overworking. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Well, and so much of it is about squeezing as much labor as you can out of mm -hmm. every worker mm -hmm. uh, without, you know, giving them pay for that. Like one thing I've really learned throughout just my time in the industry is that a lot of these jobs in these negotiations are treated as totally replaceable. Yeah. Um, you know, you're like, if you're a grip, uh, and you want to take a day off, we'll find another grip. But the reality mm -hmm. is that like, I don't know how to be a grip. Like I do any of you know how to be a grip? Like no. they're going to find someone off the street who's going to be a grip. Um, like I can't, I can barely lift 
myself out of my chair, um, <laughs> let alone 60 pound lights. <laughs> but uh, there's this idea that you're so replaceable. And if you ask for anything above the bare minimum, they'll find somebody else to mm-hmm. take your job because everybody wants to work in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The reality is I know more people leaving the industry than coming here. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> because of the way we treat people. Yeah, it eats people up. Yeah. And and to your point, these aren't just replaceable people. That's a skilled trade. It's a talent. And it 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 takes a lot of time and effort and training to be good at it. You can't and, you can't be a grip without like two years of training. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, right, I personally love to see a production where they just hire scab, makeup, hair, grips, DPs, yeah. writers, the whole work. And see how it goes. <laughs> Truly, because yeah. at the end of the day, too, if IATSE goes on strike, I think the studios would lose more money than they would if they just gave us everything we wanted, which is yeah. like an extra couple of bucks an hour and bathroom breaks. Right. Yeah, God. I mean, yeah. So some of the other things that you, you guys are, are talking about, yeah, living wages, that seems reasonable. Mm. I know that that's tricky for negotiating because you've got a whole bunch of different um, types of jobs here. Um uh, I would love to talk about new media as well. Yeah, that's been really interesting. New media obviously has been around for decades. It's now. not really new, is it? <laughs> but we still call it new media. <laughs> yeah, it, it's become mostly an excuse to just underpay people for something that's pitched as like a scrappy little startup when, mm-hmm. you know, most of these companies have more money than God. Um, Netflix is part of the basic agreement, but there's a lot of other new media places that aren't. Um, and I, I think the argument that we've been hearing a lot is that, um, new media is an experiment and we don't know if it'll pay off, but it makes my blood boil when I hear that sentence a little <laughs> bit, like, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, it's like Betamax was an experiment and that lasted like 15 years. So should we just exploit people the whole 15 years that we have? Also, at what point does new media stop being an experiment? Right. We, all, exactly. uh, we Cody and I, separate from this show, have an entire company based around a YouTube show that, you know, people watch on their televisions. One of the biggest production houses is like Netflix and Hulu, Amazon Prime, they're massive. It's They're not some scrappy little upstart. Mm-hmm. And as for other places that are making low-budget internet content, I'm sure that that is another part of the negotiations that's its own separate thing. In SAG, we have ultra-low-budget agreements um, for different types of projects. So there's absolutely no reason why you should be looking at new media and trying to fit it under a one-stop deal. Right. I, I don't know. It's just really honestly, the only thing that I the thing I've been thinking a lot about is how most of the new media places that are hesitant to embrace these things, see themselves as like disruptors in the industry. And what that means is that they're backed by like tech companies. They're backed by VC funding. And more often than not, they're totally not generating the profits that they thought they would. Mm-hmm. And they want to stay in this business, you know, continuing to squeeze as much content as they can to recoup their losses. We've seen so much, you know, Quibi, they were like, we're going to have content that's too short for us to pay you union wages. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's basically what that was. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on in new media. 
Um, and I think that's going to be the biggest sticking point this time around, because if, if the corporations lose that, that's, that's really the easiest way for them to be exploiting us. There's so many places that have new media arms that are traditional places too. Like yeah. so many of these companies are owned by just bigger companies too. Right. And all of them will be soon if they aren't yet. They, yeah. They're finding loopholes to make things like that, that are like, well, it's just a, it's a TV show you're making and you're calling it new media. <laughs> um, yeah. All the while that this is happening, I feel like I'm just constantly inundated with, headlines about how well the companies are doing mm-hmm. like everybody's home because it's COVID. everybody's getting a netflix subscription we have we're making record profits mm-hmm. and, and like, that's well, such a good point because what you're actually you're making all that money and you're they're producing things again we're shooting things again and every person that we've discussed today is showing up to set and they're putting themselves at, at risk to make a tv show so you can watch it at home and I've shot a couple things during COVID and it's not fun. It is hard. <laughs> like it is 50 times harder and uh, it's hard to test. It's hard to coordinate where people go. It's hard to be lifting things and moving around with masks. Everybody's stressed. Um, it's where do you sit to have your own space where uh, it's incredibly complicated. And so while they're making all of this money, you're putting your workers at risk and keeping them in absurdly long hours and not paying them enough. (laughs) That's the thing. You know, I have a friend who works at a studio who mentioned to me that something that they were talking about on a business affairs call recently about this was that uh, IATSE is using COVID as an excuse to make it seem like this is a problem when it's not. And it's wild to me because I'm on set right now. Like we wear masks every day. We test every other day. It's grueling. Um, We haven't had a single COVID outbreak and it's really hard. Um, But at the same time, if you look at like the LA County list of office outbreaks, it's like all TV shows. Mm -hmm. Young Sheldon had like 29 COVID outbreaks last year. (laughs) Well, that's because Kim's are filled with germs. (laughs) Completely. It's totally, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And the least we're asking for is protections during this time. Um, And even that it's like, you know, but we need to make TV. Uh, And I think one thing that's really unique about IATSE is that when the WGA went on strike, there was kind of a backlog of content that Mm -hmm. people could still shoot, you know, Mm -hmm. scripts that were written can be shot and edited and aired. Um, now basically everybody involved in the process is gone. Um, if we go on strike, I, I yeah. truly think that the entire industry would grind to a halt. Um, it absolutely, yeah, I don't see how it wouldn't, right? Like, um, it's almost everybody. You would think that that's, uh, incredible leverage right now. So it is disappointing. <laughs> I will say that, you know, you're currently at a situation where, they seem very far away from where you guys are. are. Yeah, I, I honestly have no idea. You know, they, uh, they're they not legally allowed to talk to members about um, what's happening in negotiations. Um, so it's really, you're putting a lot of faith in your union leadership. Yeah. But it's nice for me, at least, it's reassuring to know that there are like 12 different union leaders all there in that room. Um, because 
they're all standing together. I like to imagine that there's like one studio guy who's just really scared. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think there's more than one. Um, Yeah. I mean, the picture you're painting is pretty inspiring too of, of how everybody is coming together and, you know, the magnitude of what this would be as the first, you know, industry wide strike from IATSE. Um, Do you know, have any timeline as to when they think that they might start coming to some decisions? You know, I don't know. Now that the contract has expired, it's anybody's guess. They can keep extending negotiations. um, But obviously a strike authorization is also a big deal. So, and there's a bunch of unions involved. So it might take some time for that to Mm -hmm. even happen. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to strike like tomorrow, but um, maybe by the time this airs, we'll be on strike. Who knows? Yeah. Well, do you have anything else to add that we should know about this right now? Some other hot details, (laughs) salacious tidbits. Yeah, I'm trying to think of salacious tidbits. Do you see goss? No, there's just not that much goss. Um, uh, I'm you don't pers- have to. This has also been wonderful. <laughs> um, I'm personally looking forward to uh, getting a Scabby the Rat costume and standing outside <laughs> oh, of yeah. Fox for 12 hours a day if this happens. I'll come help. I'll come You'll support. have bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah, at least you'll have some bathroom breaks. Um, yeah. Olga, it was really nice chatting with you. We are going to be following this closely and maybe um, invite you back in the future as this develops and if you felt comfortable and wanted to, to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great. And uh, go ahead and plug yourself online if you want for our listeners if they wanted to follow you. For sure. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at runolgarun.com. No, <laughs> at Ronald. <laughs> I'm going to redo that. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at Ronald Garun. Should you want any hot goss? I know. As soon, by the way, as soon as the negotiations end, we're, we're allowed to spit out all the goss. So Great. We'll circle back. <laughs> yeah, for, just for that. <laughs> just for that. Um, all right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Again, for joining us. Uh, keep. <laughs> oh, man. Keep on keeping on. Keep on holding back your labor. Hopefully. Yeah. Actually, well, um, are we just of... running with that? All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, speaking of labor stuff, actually, um, uh, in Portland, starting in like August 10th, was the. Uh, was the Nabisco strike that is still ongoing and it's spread to other right? cities. Um, oh, like, such a good point. That's that's still happening. Um, we definitely should have talked about that by now. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's. I, I'm not not sure if you have on the show already, but yeah, it's the it's the it's the first major strike since 1969 for um, specifically Nabisco. Um, it's spread to like four like five other major cities. Started here in Portland. Um, you know, we got that's the, so cool. The whole Danny the whole Danny DeVito thing happened last month. With Twitter unverifying him mm-hmm. after he's tweeted out support, we've had you know senators like Bernie Sanders, um, and you know a lot, a lot of other people, including including Oregon's ones, uh, you know, s- support the strikers. Uh, Portland police have come out and you know taken away strikers. Uh, Nabisco has hired like an armed security force to harass, and they've actually started attacking people who are striking. Um, but this is a still ongoing thing, right? It's been going on for oh, like almost, for, yeah, for it's been going on for over a month now. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. I think, yeah, so very good to keep in mind. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but you guys should look this up uh, and just check out all the different brands and companies that are owned by <laughs> so Nabisco many. because it's, o- Oreo, it's, Chips it's a o- lot. Oreo, Chips Ahoy, Ritz crackers. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a lot of a lot of these snack foods are just like the just like the free delays thing from you know earlier this year. A lot of these companies right. are, are the same company. <laughs> Yeah. So do your due diligence. You, I'm really hungry and listing off all these foods. Katie, I can't do, eat. also this don't eat don't eat Newtons, don't eat wheat thins, don't eat triscuits, don't eat rice thins, I, don't eat Belvita, don't eat. Teddy you're making crackers. me. You're making me so hungry. I wow, have to go snack. Saltine crack. They own so. Fuck. It's a lot. I hate. It's, I maybe hate this a lot. is. Maybe this is part of all the same problems, just like supply chains of yeah. making all of these same things reliant on so many different parts. Yep. Because they're all the same company and the same problem. Yep. Anyways. And the uh, walls come tumbling down. And the walls <laughs> come tumbling, tumbling I want, down. I want, I want Katie's energy today. <laughs> it's infectious. Let me just Google this. <laughs> Anyways, you can follow us at Worst Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow at Cool Zone Media on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow uh, Garrison at Hungry Bowtie. You can follow Cody at Doctor Mister Cody. You can follow Katie at Katie Stoll. I'm you Sophie. Can you can't Sophie follow at... me. Whoa. Okay. All Just right. Kidding. Just hey. Kidding. 
Okay. Just kidding. Uh, at Y underscore Sophie underscore Y. There we go. And Katie, Ta- do you have a final song for us? Where's Katie? Katie. Um, what happened to Katie? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, Katie, do you have a final song for us? She's you put me gone. on the spot. <laughs> you just put me on the spot. Um, you put yourself uh, on the spot. I put myself on the spot. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. No, you don't do it like that. You just say the words. Okay. Good day, sunshine. Good day. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. End of show. I tried. Yes. Daniel? Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.